and welcome back to the hot lap. Um, before we actually play this episode, which was recorded obviously before the uh, we tragically found out that Jules Bianchi passed away, I would like to obviously uh, attribute this completely unedited podcast, no sound things, no funny things, just obviously uh, Alex and I talking about Jules Bianchi, obviously. 3rd of August 1989 to the 17th of July 2015. Um, this is being recorded on Tuesday, the 21st of July, the uh, day of his funeral. I mean, Jules, uh, as many of you know, was a French motor racing driver who drove for Mauritius F1 in the FAA Formula 1 World Championship. He'd previously raced in uh, Formula Renault 3.5, GP2, Formula 3, and was a Ferrari Academy uh, Ferrari Driver Academy member. Now, uh, many of you may have seen, obviously, Luca de Montezemolo um, coming out and uh, other people, but particularly him, saying that George Bianchi was, you know, um, potentially a Ferrari man going ahead in the future. Um, he entered Formula 1 as a practice driver in 2012 for Safari Horse Force India in 2013. Uh, he made his debut driving for Mauritius, finishing 15th in his opening race in Australia and ended up uh, 19th position without unfortunately any points. Uh, his best result that year was 13th at the Malaysian Grand Prix. And in October 2013, the team confirmed that he would drive uh, for the team that, that following season. And in the 2014 season, he scored both his and the Mauritius' first points in Formula 1 at the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, and then unfortunately, on the 5th of October 2014, last year, during the Japanese Grand Prix, he lost control in uh, his Mauritius in wet conditions and collided with a recovery vehicle, suffering a... Uh, Obviously, a, a head injury. Um, he underwent emergency surgery and was then placed into an induced coma and remained comatose uh, until his unfortunate death on the 17th of July 2015. He's the first Formula 1 driver to be killed as a, as a result of an accident during a race event since Ayrton Senna at the 1994 San Marino Grand Prix. So, um, there you go. So, Jules Bianchi, 1989 to the 2015, age 25, from Nice uh, in France, taken obviously uh, far too young from us. Um, what followed is a quick interview uh, for me, um, uh, the, one of the highlights of obviously George Bianchi's career in uh, finishing uh, Mauritius in ninth at Monaco. And what follows after that obviously is the, as I said, unedited, no gimmicks um, podcast that we recorded prior to obviously uh, the tragic news of Jules Bianchi passing away. Thank you very much. Wow, that's quite incredible. Tell us what the mood is like in Marussia right now. Well, I don't know yet because I didn't see the, or the whole team, but uh, I guess they are really happy as, uh, as I am because obviously uh, we are waiting for this uh, for a long time, you know, and uh, now we did it. So we are, I am proud of, proud of the team. They did a really good job and I'm really happy to, to give them a result, you know. It's the beauty of a place like Monaco, isn't it, that it can bring results like this, but also it brings a lot of tension and pressure. Yes, it's true. It was really, um, really stressful for me in the car. I guess it was as well for the team. Uh, we had some, some penalties, uh, so we have been lucky to finish in the point, and, uh, and I'm, I cannot say anything more. You know, it's, it's just amazing for us. Tell us what your thoughts are on those penalties, because it could have well cost two points in the race had uh, Kevin and Kimi not had the incident at the end. Well, I don't really know why exactly I had the penalty. You know, the first one I know it's because uh, obviously Gutierrez stopped in a, yeah in a in a position forward. Max did the same, and when I saw that, I I wanted to do the same, but then I stopped, so I was just in in the same line as as Kobayashi, which was not my line anyway. So it was a definitely a mistake. But the second one I don't really know why. So yeah. Well, they're saying it's because you took your stop go under the safety car. All right. Okay then. If it's the rules, let's not complain. Okay, well look, you're in the points, that's what matters, right? I am in the points, so it's, it's not a big, big problem at the moment. Go celebrate with your team. Thank you. Hi, Joel, this is John. Mighty job, mate. Absolute mighty. Yeah. Good. So, which place we finish with the penalty? Uh, I, I think we're P9. I think we, we are P9. Very good race, Joel. Finally, we have a point. Woo! I'm so happy. Well done, Jules. Great race. Top man. And welcome back to the Hot Lap. I'm with Alex. We're talking the British Grand Prix, the biggest event in Britain, well, I think for motorsports in Britain anyway. We'll be talking 
possibly the future of Formula One, where we go from here, the future of F1 games, more to the point as well, Alex. Hello, good evening, welcome all, welcome to another podcast, yes, um, yeah, British Grand Prix, uh, some of us uh, choose not to go to that one uh, on purpose. <laughs> well, um, it does cost £170, I think that's how much my three-day ticket was, and I know you're shaking your head, however, um, at the moment, early bird tickets, 120 for all three days, if you're under 16, it's half price, if you're under 11, it's free. I suppose, I suppose when you look at it, that a Premiership football ticket is now in the region of forty. Is it forty? 40 yeah. 50, okay. Uh, something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you've got something like that, and that lasts, let's say with a build-up, you're talking two hours max. Two hours. Yeah. Um, I suppose maybe. Well, three days. So you get Porsche GP two. GP3, two races each, obviously. Yeah. Porsche one race and the quali- qualify. Um, you get front and you got practice one, two, three, qualifying and the, and the British Grand Prix. Yeah. Plus you normally have like um, the red arrows coming, uh, the parachute people. Mm. You also have um, the fact that on the Friday you can normally sit in some of the grandstands yeah. despite having the cheap tickets. And interestingly, if you have all three uh, t- day tickets, you would also access to the pit lane I think if you book that for free okay. uh, on the Thursday, you can you can you can walk up and down and on okay. the track. I suppose when you look at it that way, it's actually quite good value for money. Oh, but you're talking 120 pound. That's what that's what it is next year. It's a, I mean, well, that's that's good as well. They obviously want the cash up front. The, yes, they do. Um, but I suppose whilst I yeah, I'm in agreement. Part of me thinks, and I'm going to rip apart Silverstone here. It's the the cost for the grandstands. Yeah, like we're talking three hundred really at the starting price, almost. Yeah, for for just the fact that you can sit down to watch a Grand Prix. Um, you know, maybe some of them have got roofs and some of them don't. Now that's getting on a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I stand, I've stood in the Beckett Chapel grandstand and I've stood in the start finish straight. You do see a lot. Yes, it is more comfortable. Is it, for example, £150 more comfortable uh, for the... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, because with me, I normally get my camping, my camping seat or whatever you want to call it yeah. with the drink holder. Yeah. I'm, ha- I'm more than happy that with, yeah. you know, my picnic. Yeah. Well, it's probably going to be a bit easier, isn't it, than a plastic seat on concrete? Yeah, and you and you put stuff next to you if yeah. you were there early enough, and you can make your space. Yeah. So, yeah, and you don't have to go down millions of stairs if you want a drink or yeah. I I back in the day when I go would go to these places and book a grandstand seat. Um, you know, you turn up to the grandstand. Yep. You'd have a seat number on your ticket, but you wouldn't know. Whereabouts on the grandstand <laughs> oh, you'd, no. you'd be sitting. So, you know, you could be... A grandstand might run from the end of a corner down a straight. Yeah. And, and you know, the the number that you're looking at could be that you're halfway down the straight whilst you'd most likely want to be at the end of the corner. Uh, OK, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess you make a good point. Mm. I, I've always thought the hardcore people get the three-day like get the three day tickets and you, and you sit there. You are literally closer to the cars than you are in the grandstands. Bear in mind, the grandstands, you probably see more. Yeah, you're still um, probably, what, a good mile away from the, from the <laughs> corner? Uh, no, it feels like that when you're at Silverstone. It honestly does. Luffield, you... Um, oh. You could put, you could easily you could you could easily throw a rock, big rock at their cars. Shop, shop put should do it. Okay, yeah. Right. I mean, they're not really that they're not really that far away. Hang a straight, you are probably within about two meters, but they they're going down the straight. Yeah, you don't yeah, really yeah, see yeah, much. Exactly. Stay you stay you're medium,ly far away in club, um, because because yeah because of the runoffs. Uh, having said that, I think um, as bad as Silverstone is. Any any track that's designed by Herman Tilk, you need binoculars to see the bloody cars. So. Yes, the, yeah. Given given the tarmac runoff now and how much space they want to give it, yeah, um, yeah. You you're probably you're probably yeah struggling Sad, to find. Sad true, but but onwards and upwards, and uh, we are now talking. Um, dear me, 
What are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking the British Grand Prix. We're talking the British Grand Prix. The, the Grand Prix that we were actually just discussing there. The Grand Prix that we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Grand Prix that we're actually discussing. The Grand Prix. That was won by... I forgot, Alex. Nico Rosberg. No, it wasn't. No. No, no. In one hour... Sebastian Vettel. Thir- you're wrong again. Oh. Wrong again. In one hour, 31 minutes, 27, 27 seconds, 0.729. Um... Getting the whole 25 points. Britain's own person that gets kicked out or not allowed into Wimbledon, but yeah. Britain's own Lewis. I wear gold chains occasionally, but I have strange sunglasses on the Friday for interviews. Hamilton. Fantastic. Fantastic result. He's the man of the race for me already. Sorry, I've just spoiled that. Brilliant result. Alex. You're man of the race? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Talk to me. Why? Uh, well, I think... Um, he, he ended up getting the undercut, which was quite obvious with the Williams. Yeah. Obviously, he started, mm. the Williams got ahead, didn't do anything stupid. He nearly did. Uh, um, on the restart. On the, but having said that, yeah. he was so close. It was a bit like, how many drivers would we normally see, you know, taking out your Alonso's, maybe better, that probably, that getting that close still wouldn't have tried. Mm. Like, Jensen Button... Mm. To, to the 2010-2011 button wouldn't even he tried even getting that close to take the lead. I mean, I, you've got to give it to him. He did try. And that almost a dummy in the movie put around the outside. Had he got the lead, that would have been quite an impressive move. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not 100% up on the rules. But, and I remember, it always used to be like this. Oh, when no, it changed, yeah. I don't Safety know. Line. It always used to be that you couldn't pass yeah. until you crossed the start-finish line. It always used to be that. Now it's before it's at the... Th- Safety car line, which I think is coming up to club almost. Right, okay. That so, might explain yeah. Yeah, cause it what on earth happened there. Yeah. No, um, but and then, and then he, made the, he went in, got a really, really good hot lap, um, as he was, uh, you know, the name of our podcast, of course. Yeah. Um, got a really good hot lap uh, on his first stint out on those tyres and, and a quite a solid in lap as well, and basically came out. Easily the lead without question. He didn't even have to fight much for it, did he? No, no. Um, so that was fantastic. And then as it got wet, the interesting thing was he said his tyres lost temperature quickly. Mm. Rosberg was gobbling up the distance to the point where uh, two seconds a lap, I believe. It, it, it was. three at some point, I was think. It? One, wow. one lap was there three. And uh, suddenly, suddenly the crowd began to, <laughs> to change. They were getting nervous. He made the call to come in. Mm. Brilliant call, mm. uh, and that's what ultimately won in the race. Right. So not a fl- not a, not the best victory in the world then. No. Given I, the fact that he was being gobbled up by between two up. to three seconds a lap. He was. He was getting gobbled up between two to three seconds a lap. That is oh. very true. But uh, still, it was his cunning nous that ended up winning him mm. the race. In my opinion, obviously, obviously, you obviously being another Hamilton fan, maybe not so much. Mm. Alex? Uh, no, not my uh, man of the race. Okay. Uh, on the basis that, yeah, he was getting eaten up very quickly by a very hard-charging Rosberg. Um, but then again, when he came out, Rosberg mm. couldn't really... I mean, Hamilton but the pulled away and controlled is, it. is that he was being gobbled up. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that you're... He was never that one thing, you're, you're, you're not going to... And he made the mistake on the restart as well. You were like a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Once they lock their jaws, they're not going to let go. <sighs> okay. Rosberg, solid result. Um, uh, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, he probably, you know, at the end of the day, he needs, if he wasn't going to win, he needs his second, doesn't he? Just to keep up with He does, the but are you slightly concerned? And I, I, this is, goes for Hamilton as well, mm. but I think it's, we're starting to get desperate for Rosberg. The Williams, obviously, that, that shot off and got first and second... Very, very quickly. Yeah. He couldn't even live with them come the second part of the race, where on the harder tyres, where Mercedes is normally better than all the other teams, has the advantage on those harder yeah. tyres, the Williams were comfortably in the dry pulling away from him. He did not have an answer for them, despite the fact that in the practice session, he was more than capable of matching, if not beating, Lewis. In qualifying, it came down to you know, just, just over a tenth. He had the pace of Lewis. What happened? In the dry, at the least. Are we are we looking now at Rosberg, or are we looking more so at what Williams? Well, this is the Cause, thing because Lewis had the pace of the once once he got out ahead, mm. he had the pace of the Williams. Yeah. It is a shame that he didn't. Neither the Mercedes had the pace to pass 
the Williams. Yeah. Uh, Williams were, were down the straights, but they both um, Massa and Bottas were pulling away from Rosberg before the rain hit. Yeah. And they were and unlike uh, in the first stint, uh, surely you would agree that the Williams had the race. We did not have that rain. They would have comfortably finished second and third. Mm-hmm. That's what it was looking like. Yeah. I think it's... I think... Although we'll, we'll, we'll discuss them in a minute, but certainly, uh, yeah, okay, Rosberg was never on fire during the race, apart from when he was gaining yeah. two to three seconds a lap over Lewis Hamilton, who you portray as being the man of the race. Um, he, there was... Yeah, the... The Williams, um, yeah, he was probably about the fourth, probably quickest driver. Yep, okay, um, I'll give you that. In the race, and yes, okay, he finished second. Uh, but the the Williams as a whole were shocking to see come race day uh, being able to match the Mercedes in. It was. Yeah, it was, though, wasn't it? Yeah. That was shocking. And I don't even think Mercedes were even expecting that one. No, the crowd weren't. I mean, I mean, you just need to look at the start of the race. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, despite, obviously, Lewis losing the lead and getting to third, the crowd were loving it. Hmm. There, there, was a, there was massive cheers. Um, however, it was not Williams that finished third. No. It was Captain Third, I would, I'd like to say. My man of the race. Your man of the race. He, yeah. I tell you what, Sebastian Vettel, he... But then again... See, I'm going to play devil's advocate now and say mm. he did do a fantastic job, absolutely without doubt. However, However on that but, first lap, mm. he didn't. He, did he? He gave himself a lot of hard work, which potentially, I think, when you look back at that, hindsight is a wonderful thing. When you look back, he probably you could probably look. I'm sure Vettel looks at it and thinks, oh, "Yeah, actually, I probably shouldn't have lost those places." Yeah, that first couple of laps were very strange for. Uh, for a full-time world champion. For, for Vettel to basically just get swamped up by everyone. Yes. But he didn't go off the track. No. He was just slow. He was, he was Unlike slow. Lewis Hamilton, who he, went he, off the track. Who was trying to go full bananas yeah. and, and went yeah. off the track. Yet the, still... Vettel just kept sliding down the... Uh, no. Down the... Uh, but Lewis went off the, the track. Field. But Lewis did go off the track. And then he right. still won. Yeah, but where Vettel came from, yeah, you know, he, I, th- I think the second half of the race, he took advantage. The minute the rain hit, he just like Lewis, I think he mm. came in the same lap as Lewis, and Vettel, as we know, is no slouch in the way. I'm not saying he's the best, mm-hmm. but he kind of reminds me about, uh, well, I don't want to say a John O'Lacy, but he's one of those people where he reminds he, you of Michael Schumacher. He, he doesn't remind me of Michael Schumacher. Ed Senna. Just shut up, Ayrton Senna. Uh, Bambrilla, that's what he reminds me of. Oh, okay. um, no. Uh, yeah, Luigi Martini. Uh, Luigi, Luigi Martini, yeah. really? Um, I'm, okay, fair enough. Tarso Marquez, there Tarso you go. Tarso Marquez. Oh, Who reminds me of a Tarso Marquez? Really, you're pulling them out Or, Roberto Fontana. Ah, oh, Fontana, yes. So, mm. anyway, moving on. We from... digress away from the world's greatest drivers. That's uh, another podcast yep, for another yep, day. Yep, yep, yep. Zalt Baumgartner, is it? Baumgartner, yes. Yeah. But anyway, um, abs- absolutely. Dawn Boss. Dawn Boss. Furman. <laughs> I've always thought Furman looks like Timothy Dalton a bit. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you agree. So, brilliant third for Vettel. I, th- I think, sec- brilliant second half of the race. Brilliant call. He did a good job. Massa and Boss has fourth and fifth. They finished collectively 36 and Boss has one minute behind. Before... I mean, what the hell happened there? They, are they, 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 was it just the case of they're that crap in the wet? Or do you have to attribute bad pickles as well? That's how they lost the lead, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Have you, have you re-watched this on television? Five times. You have? Yes. Okay, but the, enough of you trying to look out for yourself in the... I uh, have, yes. In, the, in there. Have you actually watched the race? Yeah. Okay. So, the first part of the race, you can clearly see that Bottas is far, far quicker... Yes, you ...than, can. than Felipe. Had Bottas got ahead of Felipe, yeah, yeah, things were going to be the, the result of yes, the race would have been could have been would have been, been, been different. very different. Um, we all know, and from last year, that Williams were just or are too conservative and seem to want to bank the points rather than always necessarily going for the race win. Yeah, and uh, to and to me, I, I, and I can't help but feel you know back in Austria last year, yeah. They should have won that race. Yeah. But I don't think they would have won the race because the rain came. Mm-hmm. 
I, th- I think a different, if in a parallel universe, had it remained dry, I would argue they should have won this race. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would have put Bottas to have passed Felipe. Felipe probably would have held up the Mercedes enough for there to be a good, a good gap between... Um, eventually, by the time yeah. probably Hamilton passed Felipe for second, Bottas could have been... You know, yeah, and I would have got the undercut on Lewis as well. Mm. Um, so I am surprised to see that Bottas never eventually jumped Felipe. No, I, I think and when finished the, so low down, he did, didn't he? Not uh, low down, but so far behind. It it is a shame, really. I'm, I mean, at one point, um, Hamilton. It was Hamilton after the first pit stops. Bottas and uh, uh, Massa and Bottas, and, and obviously Rosberg line and fourth, which would have been great for any Lewis fans in the points. But yeah, mm. um, Kvyat. Uh, by the way. So you would have let... Would you have let Bottas pass Massa? Yes. Okay. A lot of people said that. Kvyat finishing why sixth. Would, why would it... Well... I'd let I them race. There's obviously got different people listening to this, but you haven't got a world champion that needs the points there. You've got no. two very equal people. Um, they put in the um, team order very early on that they were not to, to basically race each other. Uh, you could clearly see... Yeah, okay, Bottas had got a lot yeah, but with the DRS open, and that's why he was catching him down the hangar straight. But, you know, I just think that probably... I mean, he was on the podium last year, wasn't he, as well, mm. Bottas? So. Um, yeah, I, 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 think, I think you're right. I mean, it, was, it almost was a case of, Williams, do you want to bag the points, or do you want to try and win the race? Yeah. And they once again went to bag the points, didn't yeah. they? Um no, and unfortunately, no one's going to remember them, even if they did finish second and third. Everyone would have remembered them had they won the British Grand Prix yeah. this, in 2015. Yeah. Kvyat sixth, uh, much better than his teammate. He showed off, uh, he's once again showing up Ricardo. Hulkenberg seventh, best Force India driver. New new chassis or new parts. Yeah, with the uh, bizarre s- snake type nose. Yeah, a lot better now. Looking, uh, well, not looking, but a lot better. The car seems, to, you know, it was more consistent. It wasn't certainly down the bottom. They, I think they're the best. I think they potentially, with Red Bull, assuming Red Bull are the fourth best team. They've got to be the fifth now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Raikkonen finishing eighth. I mean, he, he'd out-qualified Vettel, and the minute the rain came, <laughs> he just made disastrous calls. Yeah. A bit like that Malaysian Grand Prix that one year when... Yeah, or the Grand Prix, or the British Grand Prix where Felipe Massa just kept spinning. That was funny, two thousand eight. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Which that kind of like Raikkonen's. Yeah, yeah. Perez ninth, not bad. Alonso, Alonso, first points of the season in tenth. He didn't care though. You got a big smile on your face. I do. I, I was so happy for him. I, I was cheering. He got a massive cheer as well. Did he? Yeah, did the former Ferrari. Was Renault it a driver. cheer? Or was it? Whoa! How did that happen? A bit of both, really, if I'm yeah, honest. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was quite happy. Bingo. Unfortunately, with basically only 13 finishes, it wasn't really tenth on merit. But they have a point. It's Alonso's first point of the season. He wasn't pretty. He wasn't in the points till towards the end of the race, though, was he? No, it was at the last. I think after the rain, he would just done a better job. I think than Ericsson, for example, um, who he beat. So Ericsson eleventh, Mary twelfth, Stevens thirteenth, uh, retired. Uh, Sainz Jr., Ricardo, Verstappen. The, the Verstappen crash, mm. rookie. I mean, I'm sorry. Was that was, you know that was it seemed to be quite Cold a rookie ties. move. Maybe, but just floored it and the back stepped out. And yeah, it's it now. A, I love I love it how you're watching Sky. Yeah, and they'll either do a feature on a rookie driver or they will discuss about how he could be the next world champion and then we only have to leave it a matter of minutes and that and then something <laughs> yes. happens to them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone's thinking, ah, rookie mistake. We all hold on a minute, you're just plugging him as the next driver <laughs> for Mercedes or whatever like so, that. So what's your honest opinion on Verstappen then? I think he he's like, if I'm being honest, every single person that generally comes into Formula One at the beginning of the season, in a reasonably decent car, where they all big them up. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they do. It, they do. Every single person who seems Paris to got walk, bigged up, didn't yeah, they? Paris yeah. got bigged up. Everyone who seems to walk into Toro Rosso seems to get bigged up, as in you know the next big, yeah, the I next mean, big Na- thing. Nazar was bigged up at the beginning, and he's now fallen away. 
you know, it, it happens. Um, but you know, it, you're you're. Let's not forget Monaco as well. No, 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 no. no, no let's not forget. You know, that. We, we're talking a couple of incidents here. Um, but I think it's just the press that just like to slightly oh, they stir do. it they and, do. and link it to, to teams just to give them something to, to talk about or something to sell. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, it's, it's on one of these days where he could have got a nice haul of points as well, unfortunately, because yeah. that, um, but there we go, obviously Grosjean and Maldonado button all crashed with each other at the first corner. Yeah. I, do, I still can't, don't really know whose fault that is. I think both the Lotuses came together, Alonso tried to avoid that and then hit Jensen Button. Yeah. And Nazar didn't even start. He uh, on the praise lap. No, Not, no, before that, as he was uh, on the lap to the pits. Yeah, yeah, um, on the lap to the lap to the grid. You know where they all start up before the praise lap went out. So that is your Silverstone, Silverstone, Silverstone man of the race. We already we already discussed, discussed this, this one. But I'm saying, are you still? I'm still saying Lewis. You're still saying Vettel. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't believe uh, Vettel went off the track, did he? No, but he lost loads of places at the start. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I think had Williams for his second and third track temperature wasn't the highest for Ferrari, <laughs> was it? No, no. On the Sunday it was. On the Saturday it was. I think on the Friday it was. But are Ferrari falling back? No, I don't think they're falling back. Probably not as progressing as much <laughs> no, as okay. others. But then I can. Can you say that Williams are now the second best team? No, I don't think you can yet. I don't think you can. Here they were. But I think I think they'd need to probably for hunger in Spa mm. once to be come to, you know be ahead of Ferrari, uh, and, yeah. and then when they qualified they qualified ahead of him. Yeah, but no, I don't think they were. I mean, Silverstone they were, and I'm sure possibly at Monza, possibly Spa, mm. which is quite fast. They could be. Yeah. See, I'm thinking Hungary is going to be similar to Monaco. In I that. think Ferrari is their best. I think Hungary, right? Hungary there is Ferrari's. Next best chance to yeah. try and if it doesn't rain in between the yeah well the heat the heat generally in Hungary is quite high this time of year yeah but then if it, look at last year they had a dog of a car and Lonzo nearly won mm. I mean Ricardo won in the end and it was one of the better Grand Prix and what I will say this British Grand Prix although I think in the, when you look back at exciting Formula One races it might not be the best um, the the best of all time or anything like that but what I will say. Easily the most exciting race this season. Yeah. Um, and you, I'm not saying you didn't really have a fight for the leaders much on the track, but you still felt you still felt that after the start of the race, you know, four, one of four people could potentially win this race, and yeah. that that hasn't happened for quite a while, which is which is somewhat refreshing. Yeah. So there we go. Um, so we've, we've done man of the race. We've done the the track news. Has there been any F1 news? Let's be have a look. So um, we have, other than Hamilton not being allowed into Wimbledon, Hamilton not being allowed into Wimbledon that made the press. Did uh, was it the right decision in the royal box? It yes. has the dress code. Yes, it was the right. You're yeah. very adamant on that. Uh, I think it's probably also from personal experience. Um, well, so, so what what you're saying is you have been allowed in, well, but Lewis hasn't. No, 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 no. Um, you have dress codes. Don't you for a reason? You go to you go to the Epsom Derby and um, horse racing, and you know you've got to have your top hats and tails. You do, you know, and they'll they won't let you in. Um, and uh, my recent trip to a hotel, uh, they had to, you have to have trousers for dinner. Oh, okay. And I didn't take any trousers with me. You had to buy some. No, I wasn't allowed in the restaurant. Um, so I had to negotiate to come in via a side door and sit at the table and was not allowed to move for the uh, entire duration of the meal. Fair enough. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So they weren't going to budge on the rules. So And that's at a hotel. So what is... So as we know, Lewis Hamilton does listen to this podcast. What is your advice yeah. to Lewis? Uh, just because you're Lewis Hamilton doesn't make you... <laughs> Doesn't make you think you can just walk anywhere and uh, get anywhere you want. You have to respect. Lewis, you are still my, one of my favourite drivers in F1. I, I love I you. Appreciate you. I love you, I Lewis. appreciate that your management team or your fashion designer who dresses you um, probably ill-advised you about what to wear for the day. And, you know, 
things happen that you know you, it's probably not your fault but just because you know there's a lot of people saying well you should have just got you, know, you should have just you know, I agree walked that in well yeah but then you're then breaking the rules and you know the rule box is the rule box at the end of the day and you know you can't just, just I agree Lewis. I have to agree with you unfortunately yeah so maybe if it was Michael things would have been a bit different uh, yeah yeah he probably would have parked outside the door so no one else could have come in uh, to get him out he's good at parking isn't he uh, parking on the podium, first place. It's true. He's good at making. He's good. At, he's very good at making a rascass of things. I think Michael Schumacher oh, is very, very good. Yeah. So. Uh, so moving on. Yeah. So uh, that was Lewis Hamilton. That was his news this week. Um, <laughs> what else we got? So. So the Formula One calendar for 2016. Oh, important things. Important stuff. Come on. Important stuff. So. Uh, as per my Twitter uh, earlier in the week, um, I've listed some of the key parts to the calendar. Yep. So, number one is that the season now starts in April. What? I don't agree with that. Why? I, I think that's ridiculous. We always used to have it starting in the, normally the second week of March, if not the first. Yeah. I mean, We're I don't starting know Starting later on and the season slowly and slowly getting moved to... Uh, further into the end of the year as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know I'm I'm not I'm not a stickler for change. I am a stickler, but I'm I am a stickler. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. So I've always preferred from March to you know middle of middle toward of November, even towards the end now. Um, the way it is. I mean, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, whether or not they consult the teams, I don't personally see why they need to start it so late. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's just something that they've just decided to do. I mean, Australia's getting cooler, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to get... It's, it's getting cooler. Yeah. So, uh, the later they leave it, the cooler it's going to get. And they can't have it to as late in the afternoon as they have. It's almost no. a month later. Yeah, so... Uh, it's not the biggest change in the world, but it doesn't make sense why you cram so many uh, races into a season, yet you seem to shorten the the actual uh, start and finish of the season. So, yeah. But um, point number two, uh, Malaysia moves to September, going back to old school. Yeah, back in 99-2000, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think, that means they move away from like monsoon season and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I recall back in the day when Michael returned to Ferrari at Malaysia after his broken leg and stuff, uh, it was the temperature and everything was pretty, you know, warm. It was sunny. So yeah. it could be that, well, I don't, they haven't done it because it escapes monsoon, I'd imagine. I don't know exactly the reason why they needed to move it. Uh, but. It does seem a bit strange, but... No, no, I, yeah, fair, I mean, fair enough then. I mean, it, I, I think, despite being a Herman Tilk track, which I, I, that man just needs to stop, yeah. stop designing tracks, I think, I do, I think Malaysia, though, now is, is part of the F1 family, would you say? It's firmly established. Yeah. Do you like the track? You don't, do, do you dislike the track at all? I don't dislike it. I think it's average. Okay, it's not one of your favourites, but when we play, when you're playing your F1 2015 or yeah. whatever, more on that later, yeah. but... You don't mind, you don't, when it comes up in no. the season, you're not like, oh. No, but it's like just Singapore. average, it's just average. Okay, yeah. okay, I got you there. Um, so, uh, right. I think point. Silverstone's a bit earlier as well. But uh, You're coming to that one, possibly. So, Baku, which is in uh, Azbekistan. Okay. Yeah, which is the European Grand Prix. Okay. I wasn't really sure that Uzbekistan was in Europe. No, I, I'll have uh, to, I had to Google that, that one. It, was it? Yeah, it's not. Oh, okay. no. No, oh, so why are they calling it the European Grand not Prix? Not quite sure. I still believe that Valencia is the home of the European Grand Prix. <laughs> Would you rather... I know you can't have Valencia. Would you be against Jerez coming back for the European Grand Prix? No, I think I think they should alternate the Grand Prix, the European Grand Prix to different countries st- countries within Europe that don't have the money to host That's a really it, good idea. Host it, um, you know, like Monza, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But you you know, you might have it 
Paul Ricard one year. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Imolo even one year. It, yeah, or Zandvoort or something like that. Just oh, that'd be, a one That's off. a really good idea. Yeah. But would, you, would you ever want it to come... Would you ever love it? It would never to come Donington again. Would you be against that if that ever happened? I wouldn't be against it. I doubt it's going to happen. But but yeah. Um, yeah, it would be nice. Right, for German... Right, so German GP is back, but they haven't specified which circuit's going to be. I'm assuming it's Hockenheim. Uh, yeah, apparently um, it was mentioned that Hockenheim need a massive, massive crowd in order to determine if they can carry on being in the uh, calendar that's come out today. Why is that with Hockenheim? It's d- <sighs> Ever since they changed the circuit, and whether they change it for cost effectiveness or not, mm. you've, you've kind of heard rumblings about five, four or five years after they changed the circuit that it was struggling. Is yeah. that a fair assumption or? Yeah, I I don't, I don't know if it's other two financially as in whether it's just financially they struggle for the Grand Prix and the costs that they have to pay for Bernie. Yeah, I, I imagine they probably do do struggle yeah. for that. But I remember even in the nineties, um, you, you know, it was in the Schumacher era. Obviously, it was mental, and we had Vettel and Rosberg, and it wasn't really as mental in the sport. But I've I've always felt ever since. Yeah, the, the something went wrong, didn't it? it? Did, yeah, I, I can't. I can't I remember the days when the grandstand, the stadium section, was full, and yeah. you could hear the air horns blowing yeah, and yeah. everything oh, when it, it came it, into the what an atmosphere stadium. as well. Yeah, 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 and I don't think you get that at all nowadays. No. And something, whether or not it was Michael, was the key to that. It may well have or been. Whether or not it was. The cost. I mean, he did retire four years after the circuit changed in two thousand six, mm. didn't he? The first time it could it could it could have been the cost. Um, the problem is the new track doesn't really have any soul. I mean, I've driven, I, I drive over it. Yeah, it's okay, as you say, it's average. I don't dislike it. Yeah, but when I played when I used to play the Hockenheim ones, I remember like on the hard mode, you'd kind of get nervous as you get towards the chicanes because you know the, the complete lack of lack of downforce. And I liked I loved the uh, do you remember the always you had the really Hockenheim, that all the streets has really slow mo shots going through the chicane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, with the Gerhard Berger, who's won it twice, and a Ferrari and a Benetton. Yeah. Um, going through, uh, and, and, and you'll, you'll see the car snake around as yeah. well. It was a spectacle. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. And um, I think there was, when you think about it, the latest track, I don't think they built any further, really, any new grandstands for it. I think they're still, they're still all pretty much in the stadium section. You know yes. the back straight. Yeah, yeah, even that. I don't think there's a grandstand there. Um, no, I think there's, there's obviously a grandstand at. There is a grandstand at the end of that straight. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. So, but in the old track, you had grandstands at those chicanes. Yeah, you did. So there was a few more viewing angles that you yeah. could sit up at. But yeah, so. And it was the chicanes where you normally get the passing. Yeah. Not necessarily the stadium, but you'd see the cars more in the stadium. So yeah. And I, and I like the stadium section, you know. It, it was it was a unique challenge. Because unlike Monza, you did have this twisty bit part of the track where you really need, you know, where you still couldn't couldn't have afforded to, to have any, put any more downforce down for the race because you yeah. get past yeah. so easily on the straights. Yeah. So that's Germany. Uh, right, number... Right, so Russia moves to April. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Next. Uh, <laughs> do we care? Not really. Uh... Silverstone moves to the 26th of June. Okay. Um, to avoid Wimbledon. Why? I don't know. I don't really see the problem. I don't with that. see there being a massive clash. There's not really a conflict the only of clash is on television. I don't honestly see people, massive tennis fan and a massive Formula One fan going, oh my God, oh my God, where are we going? No, but even this year, it wasn't. It used to happen on the finals day, didn't it? A lot of the time. Yeah. But it didn't this year. It happened on, you know, at the end of the first week. So. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, yeah. So, again, it's not a massive thing. And then, finally, it's just to confirm there's 21 races next year. There you go. Brilliant. Good job. So, um, that's pretty much it for the... the there was a rumour that, um, supposedly, Button and Alonso had re-signed for McLaren next year, and that's well, what yeah. Ron Dennis wants. He did confirm that the, the next year the drivers are going to be Alonso and Button mm. in an interview where he called, I think, Eddie Jordan a village idiot. So, is, is Eddie Jordan a village idiot? I don't watch BBC. 
Oh. Don't watch it anymore, so I wouldn't be able to comment on that one. You elitist. See, I watch both. I know. I prefer the BBC. Coverage. How many times did you watch the British Grand Prix on BBC and then watch it? It was about, on Sky? about twice and tw- twice, and uh, and once on Sky. But the Sky one, I watched it. Uh, the, the the BBC, I watched the whole thing, and then I just watched the race. Okay. Like twice, you, know, yeah. you know, twice. And Sky, I watched the whole thing. But the Sky coverage is a lot longer. Mm. And then I also watched the BBC F1 forum when I got back. Yeah. Which I think is good. Yeah. So, but there we go. But nothing, nothing huge about in the in the F one news really to be. No, you know, there's no. There was the Red Bull Aston Martin thing that came out. Yeah, Mercedes does own, I think. I believe ten percent. I believe. Yeah, I haven't had that confirmed. Mm. Um, I don't think it's. Is it going to happen? I doubt it. I doubt Mercedes are going to give them the best engine, and then. Well, let's be honest. Red Bull are probably going to end up with Mercedes next year or the year after. You think so? Unless, if it's not unless Renault, someone where else yeah. they, where But they've been slagging. But the thing is, once again, they've been slagging Renault off so much to the point where I've never known a team and an engine pilot to slag each other off that much. Yeah. You never had it when McLaren was coming to the end with you know uh, with, with Mercedes. You don't hear it with McLaren and Honda now. Yeah. Surprisingly. Um, yeah. I'm shocked. So. There you go. Um, so, onwards. Um, are we going to preview the Hungarian Grand Prix or are we doing that next week? Talk to me, Alex. The Hungarian Grand Prix, I feel we probably should do next week. Don't Let's do the Hungarian Grand Prix next you. week. So, onwards to Hungarian Grand Prix next week. Bit of a teaser for you then. Onwards to our game news before, before we finish. F1 2015. Formula 1 2015. Codemasters has... Been re- released. Uh, should I just sit back and allow you to uh, to talk to me? Uh, it, okay, it looks. I'm like your counsellor. You're the counsellor. Well, here we go. I got the game. I, I started it up. Um, Tell me why you didn't get the game on day one. Uh, I pre-ordered it. No, I didn't pre-order. I ordered it, and uh, I think on the old play, Rotterdam or whatever. I don't know what. Yeah, the old play dot com. And it basically. Yeah, I ordered it on, I think, possibly even the Friday. Yeah. And it didn't actually get dispatched until But why did Monday. you not pre-order it weeks in advance? Because I was... Oh, oh. The reason why I didn't pre-order it weeks in advance because I wasn't sure how to get it or not. The same reason you weren't sure mm-hmm. whether to get it or not. And still, now I have the game, I'm not sure whether I should have got it or not, oh. uh, unfortunately. I know that's... It is, but it's... This is shocking, Codemasters. Why... Is it? I, don't, I doubt it's shocking. Uh, well, Steve Hood's left, hasn't he? So, um, the game, it looks nice. Is it ne- does it look next-gen? F1 2014, F1 2015, there doesn't seem to be a massive difference between the two. The handling is a bit better. It is a bit nicer. It's more obvious when you lock a tyre up. Mm-hmm. It's smoother. You can notice the 60 frames per second. Yeah. That's pretty much about it for the positives, I feel. Now, let me go on the negatives. Pro season, yeah? Go and get a coffee, boys and girls. (laughs) Pro season mode, okay? Yeah? When I can do pro season, pretty much, in Formula 1 on the PlayStation 1, by taking all the assists off, yeah? And not only that, you can do pro season 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014. All you do, take the assists off, take all your flashbacks off, Play it exclusively from Cockpit Edition, but no, Codemasters are selling you the game as a that as an as an actual selling point to the game. Are you serious? An actual selling point? It's so hard not to swear here, and I'm not going to. But how can they do that? And in F1 2015, without clicking on the pro season mode, you could actually do the pro season. What you do, boys and girls, is you take off all the assists. And have it from cockpit mode. Now, I know, I know some of you are going to think, ah, but James, you can change the mode. You can press the camera button. Just don't do it. And then you have the pro season mode. They're selling you something which is absolutely ridiculous, okay? The career mode. They've all had a career, but no. We want to have, instead of this, their argument was the licensing. We have the full license. Well, you had that last year, you weirdos. But let's have the full license so we can have podiums, yeah? Five-second shots of, I can only, mannequins. I mean, Pinocchio moved more realistically than any of them on the podium. It's absolutely Cutting. ridiculous. Cutting. And then you have the few seconds at the grid 
sitting there, so you can sit there, you got your, you got your drivers, oh, it's all very nice, gets a bit boring after a while, so probably after the third race, I was, I was smashing the X button so I could begin the bloody race with Alex. Yeah. You yeah. can't do anything when you're sat on the grid. No. I can just look straight ahead. Yeah, you can't even look. I yeah. mean, what I do think tonight is a, is a nice touch, uh, the way they put the, the um, when you come back in, they, they put the tyre blankets on. Oh, I have not I seen that. I did like that. that. But, that, that. but that would annoy me after, <laughs> after a few times. X, X, X. Yes, absolutely. X, X, X. Um, in, in all seriousness, the, the one big positive, though, or the two, bit, the two positives which I've taken out of the game, as well as uh, the ones at the beginning, in all seriousness, is uh, the pit engineers, very, uh, I think, is a lot better than last year. Mm-hmm. That is better than uh, Project Cars. And the fact that you can talk on your, on your headset and say exactly what you want is, is absolutely brilliant. And the, the second one... Uh, is the monitor you can watch on the monitor for qualifying live so. TV feed? Yeah, which I think, which I think it definitely, definitely needed. And the camera, the cameras for the replays have improved a bit as well. Uh, but other than that, a very average. I think why describe it as soulless? There's nothing to the game. With no, they've they've taken out once again. They've taken out more stuff. There's no classic tracks, mm. classic Grand Prix of 2013. Mm-hmm. They've taken out more stuff, and they're still charging you the same price, if not more the benefit of having it as the next gen. I mean, there you go. What, what's your thoughts, Alex? Wow. Can I, can I, match, can I match those those comments? I don't think I can. Um, right. So initially, first thoughts come to mind is this. It's, it's happened previously in other games they've done, and then they got rid of it, and they brought it back for 2015. This sort of like, I want to say like sepia or chalk, like... You ever gone like on your f- smartphone and picked a picture, but you can yeah. have like an app which yes. changes yeah, yeah. like the the uh, colour, so it makes it like nineteen seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it that the game to me does, isn't vibrant with colours? No, it, no, I think you're right there. It isn't vibrant with colours. It's not colourful, is it? It it should be. The only time it is it does that is maybe Singapore because of the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if you take for example a really sunny day doesn't really matter too much on the track right we're talking freshly painted curbs yeah red white or yellow yep. whatever okay we're talking potentially a nice blue sky yeah uh we're talking uh, advertisements for rolex fly emirates all those you know in bold colors and bold racing uh colors yeah that all just gets washed out for some reason and on the replays it's even worse. Oh, okay. The it's even worse. So that's my first question. Why on earth they're just not realistic in colours and they've seem to have sort of dumbed it down? I don't know. That's uh, one point. My second point in regards to sort of touching on what you've done is, I get the impression that Codemasters have sat around the uh, the desk and the the head of uh, the the game or or Codemasters gone. All right, boys. What have you got me? And they sit down and they go, and the big screen. They've 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 loaded the game. Up up it pops, and they've got the options on the front, and it yep. simply says, um, "My F one uh, season and um, quick race, quick race." And the boss has gone. What the? Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. What and you they've mean. gone. Oh my god, what do you mean? And he goes, "Is that it? Is that all you've got to show me?" And they go, "Uh, yeah." And he says, "Well, we can't sell it like this." And they go, uh, "What can we do?" Well, I know. Let's 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 sort of sex this game up and include like this pro season mode. You see, we'll be able to tell everyone it's like an additional feature when actually all it is is just season mode, but we're just turning off the assists. On, on their behalf, yeah. so they don't have to do it. Oh, and the 2014 mode. Yeah, so I'll come to that bit. Oh, okay. So, and then they've gone, yes, we'll have this extra option. So they'll see another option on the main menu and think there's more to it. When, like you, as far as I'm aware, all my previous F1 games have pretty much been season, and then if I want auto gears and I want auto brakes and I want yep. auto racing line. I'll adjust that myself. Thank Thanks you very, very much. much. I know. Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> need pro season mode to basically tell me that it's a separate option when actually it's not. You just turn the assists off for me. That's, that annoys me. And the other option, and something they've been bragging about since day one, which is 
bonus content, which is the 2014 oh, season. The How, that, how's that bonus? Well, the thing that frustrates me, they were using the 2014 cars in, in development, because they had to. Yeah. Yeah? So, so it cost them nothing, obviously, to put it in. No. Um, no, I completely agree. And I've always said to you, I would love, they've had the licence since 2009, I would always love a 2009 to 2015, for example, F1 Career Challenge, like EA did. Yeah. That would be lovely. But yeah. no, they're not going to do they, I, I can. I don't know, Alex. Um, no co-op championship for multiplayer, which you and I would have loved yeah. to do, I'm sure. Yeah, multiplayer is very restricted as it well. And, and I just can't, I can't, like, the 2014 season, surely, in when it came to developing it, is they've just taken a 2015 sort of build. Yeah. They've recreated uh, Hockenheim. Yeah. Um, and taken out Mexico. Yes. And But the build, and then they've obviously changed the colours of the car and the performance of the cars. That's it. Yeah. Which wouldn't take very long to to have put together, I wouldn't no. imagine, because you're just t- simply taking 2015... Um, and, and just slightly remodeling. And the embarrassing thing is, you have to do it before the game loads properly. Yeah. You've got to choose what season. Yeah. So it's not a case of like the classic but, car pack where you, you'll switch in and, out, only, in and out. But, but I'm, I'm thinking, it's like, right, who wants to race in 2014 mode? McLaren fans, maybe? No, I think, no, and it could, because there's no career, so you can't even go from 14 to 15, start your career no. for, for a laugh as no. well. No, you, you can't. I think, may, yeah, maybe the, the old McLaren fan or anyone that wants to see Alonso in, in the Ferrari. Yeah. Maybe, but... But, the, but that's it. You, you wouldn't choose that every single time. No, you, you always choose the latest you normally and best do that. Yeah. season. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, last season was pretty much, at the moment, almost the same as this season. The only difference being is that you can race a few drivers that you can't race now, and the the car performance is slightly different. But but other than that, the principle is still the same. Mercedes are still well ahead. Yep. Uh, Ferrari were pretty much kind of second to third best team. Williams were sort of hit and miss. Red Bull hit and miss. Um, and that's it. You know, what annoys me is they're selling it to you as almost like, a, a completely different part of the game that you could go in between and it's not at all no. this isn't like the 1970 season no. and the 2015 season See, that would be a selling point then wouldn't it yeah uh, so uh, whether I just I, I don't know I it it's almost like that the game is aimed at casual F1 fans yeah but the problem is um, casual F1 fans I think if if because F one is maybe not as popular as it was when the when the first game came out, mm. they're not going to buy it. No, and, that, and, that, and that's the problem. It's going to be only the hardcore. It's not like FIFA. Yeah, um, it doesn't have the popularity of FIFA, and unfortunately, EA have got far better presentation. I think than um, them as much as you want. Far better presentation, and they may be money grabbers. EA, mm. or even more so than Codemasters. But for example, the DLC is there. Yeah, um, Codemasters that they're going to. They promise to keep updating the game. This would be an. I mean, we'll follow this uh, as it happens halfway through the season. Mm. Will they be doing it? I don't know. No, and it's only coming to me now. I think because we're just ranting about it. The main menu on the last game had a random Formula One car come up. Yeah, and it looked nice. It, and it actually it, looked nice. Yeah, and then this time, from my memory, is it's just got the four options scrolling yeah. across the bottom, and. A driver's in the background. There's something in the background, but it's not very exciting. No. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty much the same every time you open it. Yeah. Also, let's not forget, there's no safety car as well. No. No. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have to try and end this particular rant on, on a positive and try and pack up something. I'm not finished. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, it's... For me, uh, it's better than the Formula A on project cars uh, for, for, for driving experience. Yes, and and I and it's not so much Codemasters. Uh, it is um, because of Formula One, but the ability that you have to pace yourself throughout the race to adjust fuel load. And, yeah, that's good. And DRS, while project cars is pretty much you just bomb it as much as you can, 
and, and hope you don't run out of fuel at the end, or you may have to do a, a, a splash and dash at the end, but you can't, there's no controlling. No, of, of, there's more control in that. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. Um, so th- that's enjoyable. And yes, the radio uh, conversations, which you can call up and ask for who's in front, who's behind, what's your fuel load what's like. The weather? There's a lot more interaction. The, the engineer talks to you more. Those kind of things are better than project cars. So end of oh, my rant. On a, on a positive. Oh, that's good. I mean, we had F1 2010, lived the life, mm-hmm. yeah, of an F1 driver. And each subsequent year, they've sucked the soul out of those games in terms of that. There's no more oh, interviews and we stuff. Go. And, we're, na- na- and we're, we're back to... Th- I mean, you, once again, you look at the options on, on this game. We've advanced this game in terms of options, what you can do. Yeah. I would, I would argue has advanced no, no more than your... F1 game on the PlayStation 1 or F197 no. you know what I mean on the first PlayStation in mm. terms of the option but you're right um, the most fun I had with this game probably was uh, when you and I were doing we're doing, we're doing the multiplayer yeah. now, knowing that someone else was there um, racing around and, and just like Project Cars we did get quite a few side by side kind of moments and, and, it, and it was good it was good clean fun yeah. so, so you know on a, on a positive note Apart from the car, the actual multiplayer seems to be seems to be quite good. So, I mean, th- there you go. Um, before we do get any project cars updates, project cars updates off the top of my head. No uh, new car yet for June. No new car for June. What month are we in? July. July. Well, sixteenth of July. Sixteenth of July. Um, some people are throwing their toys out of their pram about that one. Um, I'm not too bothered by an Audi A1. No. Quite honestly. Uh, <laughs> There will be this month sees a track expansion, a DLC pack which includes a Audi sort of test track oh, cool. in New Zealand, as well as a number of old Le Mans Audis. Oh, that's good. I mean, Audis. I, I like Audis, but the test track it's kind of like they're giving you a track that I believe no one really, <laughs> no one's really asked for. No. Uh, I don't think it's a particularly. It, it might. It, I think it caters for those in Australasia who know the track. You know, we've got our Alton Park, our Snetterton, yeah, etc. I, I understand. Fair enough. And then. Australasia haven't have got Bathurst, and that's it. Um, and they probably need something over it's there. It's a shame they. I know they were talking about licensing. Yeah. With F1, some of the F1, so maybe Melbourne ones out, which is the reason why they didn't put Suzuka in. But then Silverstone's in, Silverstone's in, and Hockenheim's in. So I don't understand. Yeah. But maybe like Adelaide would have been nice because they do still race. So. Yeah. 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 Phillip Island, I think, got a well-known yes, one for the bikes and stuff. Uh, so that's a DLC expansion pack due possibly end of the month. So that would be sort of Audi based. I think there's going to be a new livery pack this month as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they also, but but what slightly bugs me is they need to fix the patch where if you go and select a livery for your car, it actually stays there. That needs to be fixed. You, it's all well and good having all these liveries to choose from, but if it's not saving the one that you want, it's a bit irrelevant. Yeah. So, uh, so there's a few updates coming, and then Xbox are still waiting for their 2.0 patch. Really. That's not good because obviously no. the PS4's dropped. Exactly. That's not, that's not good. And, and because the 2.0 patch did fix quite a lot of things. So. It did. It did. The um, tie overheating, sort of the rain effect kind of thing, didn't it? It's, yeah, as we, as we um, mentioned. There's still a few sort of bugs that are obviously being worked upon. But I think it's. There's a lot of people claiming that their online mode is not worth playing or everything like that. But I honestly have had no issues. Playing online. No, it's been my internet. Uh, talk, talk. Uh, for some reason, yeah. keep keep on disconnected. There are other internets available. Um, but yeah, but other than that, when we've actually been racing, racing, it's not been too bad. There is a bit of lag there occasionally, but I, I feel I think very rarely, unless it's a complete disconnect, it's ever affected the result of a race or the actual race itself. Yeah. So. Apart from there's a bug where it seems that. If it's the, a result, very, the result is different to how it, it actually should yeah, be. Yeah, sometimes if it's within about a second or two, yeah. uh, it's almost you flip a coin who the winner is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is unfortunate. But that's it. I mean, we'll next speak to you. Um, I, I imagine next week where we will be previewing the Hungarian Grand Prix. More rants, hopefully not, but maybe on F1 2015. Yeah. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up 
today. We uh, it's a very short po- podcast again because we get this three week gap between Grand Prix, so news suddenly sort of stops. But um, yeah, we've uh, still got our Twitter account, the Hot Lap Show. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, we. Uh, 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 wait, where you had this agreement not with Lewis Hamilton was it? What BBC BBC presenter that you had a disagreement with? Oh Jenny no, Gow, Jenny Gow. Yes, yeah. I, I, she hasn't wrote back to me. Oh. Uh, it was just because Jenny Gow believes, and this is going back to this whole conversation about Lewis Hamilton at Wimbledon. She believes that he should have been allowed in, no matter what he was wearing. You told her, didn't you? Oh man, I told her on Twitter. I'm sure you did. Um, I don't follow her actually. No. I don't follow her. No. Um, she, yeah. So I just said, you know, rules are rules, basically. Oh, you Jenny. Uh, yeah. So you should know better. I know. So if you see her crying on the television anytime soon, it could be something to do with my comment that I that I tweeted her. So yeah. But um that's pretty much it. I don't think there's no. anything else to cover really. That's all, that's all. Uh, no, no, no. ending on a whimper, but there you go. As Alex said, the F one show at Twitter. Um fo- follow us there, obviously. Um, in the iTunes, you can subscribe to us. So just type in the hot lap as well if you want to subscribe to us. It automatically updates. I will do my best. I need to talk, I need to, talk to the great Stu um, to find out uh, how to get it on Stitcher. Oh, okay. And there we go. Um, bearing in mind, our, uh, our good friend Stu, who listens to this podcast, wanted me to wish him good night uh, as he listens to this before he goes to bed. Good night, Stu. Good night, Stu.